This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, aloha, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, Savion Blanc drinking, edible gummy bear eating, fashion stylist and host, Lo Van Rump. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. Ah, no place I'd rather be than here with my low lifers. This is my safe place. If you're new to this podcast, first time listener, hey puta, welcome. You've come to the right place. We have a great show in store for you today. If you're an OG listener, you've been here since day one. My rider dies, my kings, my queens. It is so good to be here with you today. I hope you are having a beautiful week so far. And if you're not having a good week, you're feeling stressed, depressed, anxious, a little too much on your plate, don't you worry, boo-boo. We have a great show in store for you. We're about to turn that frown upside down with today's episode. I'm so excited about this guest. This is someone I wanted to have on the podcast since day one. Didn't think it would happen, though, because I don't know her. I've never even met her, but I'm legit a big fan. Love her books. And I was very excited when she said yes to coming on this podcast. Actually couldn't even believe it. I was like, wait, really? Damn. Okay, cool. I'm <laughs> so excited. Uh, but before we get into today's episode, nobody asked, but mental health wise, on a scale of one to 10, one, let's say, is uh, your local Taco Bell. Yeah, going through the Taco Bell drive through and getting diarrhea. That's what a one is right now. <laughs> We've all been there at some point, myself included. You know, you go through that drive through, you get yourself a Crunch Wrap Supreme, maybe a double decker taco. Feels good in the moment. 30 minutes later, boom, Taco Bell's going to hit you like a bitch. Hershey squirts time. <laughs> so that's a one rock bottom moment. At 10, I'm going to go with a fancy schmancy five-star delicious steakhouse. Your Morton's, a Mastro's, a Fleming's, a Ruth Chris steakhouse. Ooh, Ruth Chris. Oh, I haven't been there in so long, but I love their sweet potatoes. So that would be a solid 10 for me. And today, right now in this moment, I'm feeling a solid 7.8 out of 10. That's what this week is, which I guess I'd say is uh, a cheesecake factory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling like your neighborhood cheesecake factory. It's the perfect way to describe my mental health because I'm never disappointed with cheesecake factory. I love what I get. I'm very specific. I got my tried and true. I always order the same thing on the menu every time I go. It's a very extensive menu. If you haven't been to Cheesecake Factory, uh, it's about like, what, 200 different options, five pages or more, plus all the cheesecakes. Um, but Cheesecake Factory is freaking delicious. That warm bread brown loaf with the cracked oats on the outside, ugh, warm it up in the microwave or the oven, wherever, I don't know, serve it with some butter. I'm a very happy camper. That with the Thai lettuce cups my favorite thing. It's off the appetizer menu. This is sounding like a very Cheesecake Factory sponsored podcast. <laughs> it's not, but I would love for them to be. Can you imagine oh, if Cheesecake Factory was a corporate sponsor of the Low Life podcast? And then I went on tour and everybody in the audience got a fresh baked brown loaf of bread from the Cheesecake Factory oh, with butter, warmed up butter. Heaven. If there's anyone from Cheesecake Factory corporate listening to this, slide into my DMs. I would love to have you as a sponsor. Oh, also Chris Delight. 
that's another one. I'm going to put on my dream manifestation board, putting that into the atmosphere that I would love to have Crystal Light as a sponsor too, because that's what I make my trashy sangria with, uh, the fruit punch flavored one. So yeah, back to mental health. That's where I'm at. 7.8, feeling pretty good. Some stress in the beginning of the week, a few little rocky moments, but we're good now. And any time that I podcast, I always get a little bump up in my mental health. So that adds an automatic two points to it. So I'm feeling really good and I'm happy to be here with you. I just watched the movie, The Tinder Swindler on Netflix. Have you guys seen that? The Tinder Swindler, big deal on Netflix right now. I think it's number one or number two in Los Estados Unidos. People are watching it and loving it. So I'm all about a documentary like this, any crime documentaries, anything under that umbrella, I'm about it. So I was very excited to watch this one. If you don't want to know what happens, uh, avoiding any spoilers, you could just fast forward two minutes. But I feel like the title pretty much gives it away. The Tinder Swindler. Tinder being the dating app, of course. Swindler, a guy who swindles women on Tinder. Yeah. So that's the premise of the movie. That's basically what happens. But this guy, this, this little man who's cute. I wouldn't say he's hot. Wouldn't say he's ugly either. He's not my cup of tea, but I can get how someone would be into him. The ladies were loving him. But this dude on Tinder was living this lifestyle and swindling women out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this guy is living like a total baller, like Jay-Z, private jet, just going all over the world, you know, eating the finest foods, wearing the best clothes, staying in the fanciest of hotels. And he's posting about it on social media. He had a fake name. Uh, he pretended to be part of this diamond dynasty, this family who owns this diamond company and has mines all over the world, which is a dangerous industry, you know, and it's veiled in mystery. And yeah, he had a fake name with that last name. I forgot the last name, but anyway, this guy was faking this lavish lifestyle and he was meeting people on Tinder, these women. And I thought to myself, like, how are these women falling for this shit? Like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you give this guy money? Like, that's a huge red flag. But after watching it, I actually understood how they could do something like that. You know, they're so easily judged, you know, and it must be difficult to put yourself out there in that way, you know, and share your story because you open yourself up to people like me <laughs> saying like, how could you let yourself fall for that shit? But again, in watching it, I actually started to get it. So this guy is living this insane lifestyle, like a billionaire. You know, this guy's living, not a millionaire, this guy's living like a billionaire, just private jets everywhere. So he's meeting these these women and he's, you know, booking them on his private jet. He's taking them to fancy dinners. He's showing up, you know, in London just to visit them for a night and, and sending them lavish gifts. And he's saying everything and doing everything that a woman who is looking for love, innocently wanting to find a match with someone, you know, wanting to build a relationship with, with a guy. He's saying all the right things, checking all the right boxes. You know, one of them, of course, well, he's rich as hell. That's a bonus. But he also seems very sweet, very attentive. The good morning text, the good night, the checking on you, the FaceTimes, you know, caring about your family. He's just showing up in every way you could ever wish for a dream partner. If something's too good to be true, usually isn't. And in this case, this guy is a complete sociopath, a narcissist. He's a monster. And he's, poor as hell. And he's just living off of other people. <laughs> so it's so sad, so twisted. Uh, but this guy was able to get away with it. And uh, what he would tell women, 
after they'd fall in love with him, of course, was because he's in this diamond business and it's dangerous. His money was tied up in this account and people are after him. So they would have to lend money to him. And don't worry, you're going to get it back, you know, tenfold. And he would even send them a check of like, you know, if he borrowed you know, $50,000, he would cut them a check for $100,000 and say, here's an extra 50 to say thank you for doing that. They went to cash the check. Of course, it didn't go through. And it was, you know, from a fake bank account to a fake name to just everything in his life was one giant facade. Uh, and social media didn't help matters. He was on Instagram, had thousands of followers, you know, and he was with the right people doing all these really cool things at fun events, you know, very VIP. And again, it was all a big scam. He was just swindling people, you know, these ladies out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, asking them to get credit cards to support his lifestyle. They had no idea that he was, you know, bankrolling this lavish life on their dime. And it's really sad. But what's wild about the whole thing is, you know, everything's out in the open now. These women have come forward. They've shared their stories. And it's, it's heartbreaking that they went through it. But what's even more up is the fact that this guy is still out living a free life, swindling people, conning. I don't know what country he's in right now. He has warrants out for his arrest in several parts of the world, but he's somewhere right now. He has a girlfriend. Uh, he was still on social media when I was watching the documentary, he's still posting and stuff. And yeah, he served a little bit of time, got out on good behavior and then went right back to doing you know, what he does best, conning people and living a lie. Anyway, really makes you think you got to be careful on these dating apps because, geez, you, know, you never know what skeletons people have in their closets. I already have trust issues. This documentary just really put those at the forefront. I already live with paranoia. And again, the paranoia was real watching this one. I don't want to shit on all dating apps. I've been on dating apps and I have friends who've actually found incredible partners that they're so happy with through dating apps. I mean, one of my girlfriends just got married to the guy uh, and they met on Bumble. Yeah. One of those apps. And, uh, and he's a really great guy and they're super happy. And another girlfriend of mine uh, met a guy on Tinder. It was a one night stand. Well, so she thought, <laughs> but now five years later, married with a kid and could not be happier with him. And he's a great guy too. So again, you never know what you're going to get. You just have to be very careful. And I think you should do a background check. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Anyone I'm going on a date with, I'm hiring someone to do a full background check. I want tax returns. I want criminal history. I want to know it all. What's going on before I even sit down at that cheesecake factory to share a brown bread loaf with you? Yeah, I want to know what's going on. What am I getting myself into here? <laughs> Which brings us into today's episode. We're talking a little bit about dating, of course, because I have Candace Bushnell. If you're not familiar with her, I'm sure you've heard of her work. She's a novelist. She's a very successful author, a New York Times bestselling author with well over 10 books. A few of those have been adapted into successful television series like, of course, Sex in the City, Lipstick Jungle, and also Carrie Diaries. The thing about Sex in the City even if you're not a fan of that show, you're still going to love this podcast episode because it's not just about sex in the city. See, Candace Bushnell is Carrie Bradshaw. Like that character was written by her for her in a column in New York City in the early 90s. And all the stories and you know what Carrie Bradshaw went through uh, is definitely based on Candace's life. What I love about Candace Bushnell is, of course, I'm a fan of her work. I've, I've read several of her books and I'm a big fan of sex in the city as well. 
But the person, the woman that is Candace Bushnell, you know, she was very ahead of her time in so many ways. Even today at 63 years old, she's still a trailblazer. You know, but back in the 90s, she had this sex column, Sex in the City, and it started to get very popular. A lot of buzz around it. And this was back in the day when not everybody had an email. So if you wanted to share an interesting article or something you loved, you had to fax it. (laughs) Old school. Uh, So people were faxing this article all across the country from the East Coast to the West Coast and everywhere in between. And there was a lot of buzz around. It was very successful and, and it was cutting edge for the time. And I know it was controversial because here's this woman in her 30s, single in Manhattan, writing about sex, relationships, her career, ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of of going through life in your 30s and not knowing if you want to have kids or not, not knowing if you want to get married or not. And that's totally okay. But back then it was like, what? Wait a minute. You don't want to get married and have kids? Like, that's what everybody needs to do. And she's thought to herself, well, I don't know if it's for me. And it ended up not being her path. She didn't have children. But I love that she put herself out there, was vulnerable in a way, and shared her story with people. And it resonated with thousands, actually millions of women all around the world. And Sex in the City was born, which is, you know, a show highlighting five very different women, different walks of life, you know, and as they navigate relationships and career and and everything in between. So it was just very interesting to see that. And knowing that Candace put herself out there and definitely got pushback, was getting side-eye and people that didn't agree with the way that she wanted to live her life. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who decide not to have children, and that's totally okay. It's nice to know that if you don't go that route and you don't want to have kids, which is a beautiful path to have a family, of course, like that's, again, mad props to all my queens out there having babies. I love you. But also, if you don't want to have a kid, that's okay, too. You can still live a very fulfilling, enriched, happy life, even if you don't end up having kids. That's totally okay, too. And again, there are hundreds of thousands, millions of women that take that path as well. And Candace was at the helm of that, especially in the 90s. And now in her 60s, she's still definitely a pioneer of the time. The thing is, I'm so terrified of aging, uh, but women like Candace Bushnell, strong, beautiful, confident, wise women like Candace actually make me excited to age gracefully like a fine wine because she's proving that at any age you can start over, at any age you can still look incredible, dress super chic, go out, have sex, date, do what you want to do, and live a very good life no matter what age you're at. So back then in the 90s, you know, there wasn't a lot of stories being told about women past the age of like 25 years old. And now, like 25 years later, we're able to tell more women's stories and share what's going on in people's lives, you know, after the age of 30. There's still a lot of life to live after 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. There's still love, there's heartbreak, there's good times, bad times, and fulfilling times. And I love that you can do that at any age. And again, Candace Bushnell is a testament to that. I had 30 minutes with her on this podcast. I wanted as much time as possible. I'll take whatever I can get. I was like, 30 minutes, boom. I'll take 30 seconds with Candace. I was just very excited to get to have a conversation with her. Um, So we were recording this via FaceTime. I wish you guys could actually watch it because Candace has so much expression. She's so filled with life. She was cracking me up just the way that she was walking around her apartment while on FaceTime and I'm doing this interview. (laughs) She was just cracking me up. She was telling me about a Broadway show she had started and it was successful and she was loving doing it, but she didn't do it until she was in her late 50s, early 60s. And I was like, wow. 
ball, the balls you have, Candace, like that's so cool. Um, she's just doing things that she loves and good for her. So in this episode, we talk about uh, Match.com. She's setting her friends up uh, on Match.com and uh, she's now doing a brand partnership as a dating expert through Match. We also talk about some rejections in her life. Specifically, I wanted to know in her 30s, you know, a lot of people just know her as this big success story, uh, but there was a lot of doors that were shut along the way. Um, so she talks about that and what's gotten her to the next level. And of course, I had to do rapid fire questions with her. I was very curious to hear those answers. So without further ado, let's jump into today's very special episode with the creator of Sex in the City, the original Carrie Bradshaw, famed novelist, New York Times bestselling author, the one and only Miss Candace Bushnell. Hit it. I was trying to figure out what direction could I go with with Candace because she's been asked so many questions, a lot of them pertaining to, of course, Sex and the City, uh, which is your baby. You created that. It's all that's basically your brain put onto, well, paper and then turned into a hit show, which is awesome. But when I look at that show and there's so much success you've experienced and you've been going at it for a long time and a lot of people think that you get a big hit show and then it just all skyrockets from there. And that's not the case for you. It's been a slow burn of wins and successes from the beginning for you. And you've worked your ass off. You've been grinding for a while and a long time. And, and so it's not just flipping a switch. And that's something I, I love about your story, your background. I even watched, um, I was trying to find it online, your first television show before Sex in the City which was... Yes, it was called Sex Lives and Video, video Clips. Clips. Yes. <laughs> and and we went and we did all of these different weird, some were like stunts, but also yeah. they were eye-opening. Like one time we had to go and interview this polygamous group and outside of Denver. <laughs> so random. So we but went to, I'm to Denver and sh and they found people to agree to be interviewed. But the thing is, these people are always so normal looking on the outside, like so boringly normal. Total vanilla. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, but like this is what they do and they live together. But other than that, yeah, it was just like, you know, their house was kind of ah. Eh. It was like, <laughs> uh, you know, they're just kind of really kind of boring people. Yeah. Did it kind of remind you of uh, Sister Wives on TLC? If you've ever seen that show, if you're familiar with that one. Yes, but, yeah, exactly. I mean, out, if you just met the, the couple or one of his five or four or five wives, just, yeah, all American work in class, you know, <laughs> but yeah, they have a massive family and I can't even imagine. Uh, one relationship is tough to navigate. Imagine having five. It's, it's just a lot. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. 
It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. In regards to this slow burn of success, you've been, and you've put in so much time, effort, and and really been at the forefront of 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 putting making yourself vulnerable and 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 putting yourself out there, and with a lot of highs, definitely comes lows. And I'm just interested how you navigated some lows. How did you get through some difficult times? Because you know, I know that you've experienced them. But as someone now who is in my 30s and I'm navigating my career and relationships and all the shit that life throws my way, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have an opportunity to speak to you. I would love to get some insight or just some advice on on how you navigated some definite lows or rejection, because I know you for sure felt it. In life itself, there's a lot of rejection. And I, I mean, for me, it was always I always kept going because I just had a drive to do what I do, which is basically being a writer, but it's about being creative, creating something and putting it out there in the medium that I mostly work in, which is, you know, writing books, but also kind of anything else I can do, but kind of has to be something that you do, whether you're successful at it or not, or whether or not you're making money. That's the hard part about it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to do it if you're making money. Yeah. But in everybody's career, you know, there are ups and downs where sometimes it's working, sometimes it's just not. And the times when it's not working can actually be a period of growth. So it's sometimes you do have to take those two steps back and kind of like tinker around maybe with what you were doing before. And there are also, you know, there's rejection. And then there are things that you do that people don't love it the way you think that they're going to love it. Mm. And, you know, some of that is legit. Some of that is politics. You know, there are times when somehow people decide, you know what, this person, we're just going to like trash them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just, they're canceled. <laughs> we're just going to trash them. And, you know, that's that. So, and I, I mean, there always has to be a little bit of a bigger reason. You have to do it because it fills something inside of you. Mm, yeah. You were never in it for the money. I, I wish that I was like <laughs> Barbara Cartland. Are you kidding? I always thought I would live in a big house, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I would have help. And you know, I I thought I would sell like, you know, be Barbara Cartland. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Barbara Cartland, uh, she is the queen of romance novels, the reigning queen. I mean, she has sold well over 700 million books and counting. 
Uh, you've seen her books, I'm sure, at your local airport, any Barnes & Noble. But yeah, she definitely was huge, 70s, 80s, 90s, even today. Uh, but like 70s was her heyday. And a fun fact I learned about Barbara Cartland, I went down the rabbit hole, and I learned that she actually married Princess Diana's grandfather. So she would be technically Princess Diana's step-grandmother. Anyway, yeah, she married him. So she's kind of like royalty in a way, <laughs> but she's definitely literary royalty, uh, especially with romance novels. Well, I'd imagine, though, with even Sex and the City, it's a global sensational show. It's still, I mean, for generations. And so, like, uh, once you sell the rights to something like that, like, I don't know the inner workings of how that crazy industry works. And, oh, my gosh, is it a bizarre one to be part of? But when you sell the show, do you still make residuals and stuff, like, off the show? Like, how? Do, I don't even know. Well, it, you know, it depends on what your contract is. And it's very complicated. Yeah. So, yes. You can, but listen, I have a couple of friends who work in TV and they were in the right place. They had kind of like the right job in TV. They got the right credit. Mm. I mean, this one friend of mine worked really, really hard and she had a hit show and she probably makes like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I think she just gets $5 million a year. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, her lawyer calls up and is like, oh, I have a check for you for $5 million, like every year. Incredible. But I, you know, that can happen to people. But mostly, you know, on the other hand, to get her money, she had to sue them. So oh, you, yeah. even if you have the contract, you can't get the money unless you hire a lawyer and threaten to sue them mm. and do like auditing. And it could take. 10 years to get your money. Wow. Oh my gosh. They don't make it very easy. So that's, you know, I mean, that, that's just, that's the way TV is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's not, that's just how they do business. Yeah. Film is very similar in that way too, with funding and producers and throwing out titles to people. It's just, yeah, a convoluted mess. Yes. All right. So Candace, word on the curb is you're working with match.com, little brand partnership moment. And you're an expert on dating. You know, you've had your share of good relationships, bad relationships, and you definitely are the expert your friends go to for advice. Uh, but tell me about that, working with Match.com. You know, I am working with Match. Amazing. For this dating season. Yeah. And I am actually fixing people up. Okay. And it's, it's really fun. Yeah. So, okay. How did you have this come into play? Like that you wanted to work with them? I mean, obviously you've had relationships, you've been very vulnerable in writing about them and you put yourself out there. And so now this comes, this opportunity presents itself. Now you're going to be playing a little love matchmaker to people. <laughs> yes. Well, I did my stage show. Is there still sex in the city? Right. That off Broadway. And is that still running? No, oh, I got okay. COVID. Oh no. And yes, and we had to close down the show. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, that's really tricky. Yeah. It's, you know, Broadway, off Broadway. Yeah. So, and I was the only person in it. It was a one woman show. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely didn't want you getting sick. Oh, no, man. but I, I did get sick. But, you know, that's disappointing when you've got 
a show and you've done 50 performances and then it's like, oh, by the way, it's over. Oh man. Yeah. Were, were you, you asymptomatic the dressing room? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> don't come back. <laughs> Just don't come back. Star taken off the door. <laughs> yeah. Miss Bushnell's dressing room is no more. Yes. So anyway, match was match was a sponsor. So we started working together and they came up with these great ideas, like the expert picks. So I'm yeah. helping, you know, give tips. And also I picked out some candidates for two women. And, you know, I find, I actually, I find it really fascinating. Mm. Everybody, everywhere I go, everybody wants to be in a relationship and they're looking for relationships and they're online. And I mean, what about you? Yeah, that's the way to do it these days is, I mean, online, the pandemic really slowed things down uh, for people, you know, like meeting in person. And now things are people are a little bit more comfortable with that. But again, we're still in a pandemic. So you take a little bit of a risk meeting up with a random stranger. In my head, I'm like, ugh, I'm not as, uh, I guess, open to the idea of just meeting up with some, I got to really vet them first is what I'm getting at before, you know, just because I'm, I'm careful because I, I don't. I don't mind if I were to get sick. I have to be careful, but I'm, you know, I'm vaccinated and stuff, but I don't want to get sick because I have work to do. So it's just going to, it's more inconvenient. Like you, you have a Broadway show you're, you know, starring in. So it's an inconvenience. So <laughs> with my dating life, it's come to uh, a slow standstill right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm interested. I dip my toes in the waters, but uh, I'm not actively pursuing it. If it happens, it happens, but I'm, I'm good on a solo mission is what I'm getting at. <laughs> exactly. Great. Yeah. This is the first time I've, I'm happy with myself. If I'm being completely transparent with you, I always loved having someone to kind of invest in, you know, it kept me busy, distracted in a fun way. And, uh, and now, you know, I'm in my thirties and I'm like, well, I need to be cool by myself. And I don't know if I'm necessarily okay with that. And I think a lot of people had that uh, awakening or that, you know, coming to Jesus moment of like, am I good alone? That pandemic is really forcing your hand on that one. Right. Well, interestingly, a lot of people decided during the pandemic that they, they really wanted to find someone this year. So yeah. there's been, it's, there's, it's the actually- surge. There's been like an increase in people saying that they want to have, you know, this is going to be the year that they want to find a serious relationship. And, you know, that's what's great about Match. Yeah. It's for adults. And I put this friend of mine on Match and she's on the Upper East Side. And she got like a lot, you know, found like quite a few guys and she's got like she's got one guy who's taking her to soho house oh nice uh, which is you know very cool and then she was like what should i wear what should i wear and i've been you know doing all this stuff for match you know telling people what to wear so <laughs> i told her to wear something you know, tailored and okay. gave her the advice of don't let your outfit overpower your personality Oh, okay. on the first date, as I said to her, you want the person to be looking at your face, not at your outfit. This coming from Candace Bushnell, who loves 
the fashion of it all. I've seen you serve some major looks, especially on your and sh- your show. I was I follow you on the gram. Yes, and so I think that you know the first date is a is a the time when you pull out like the tailored whatever. It just fits you really well. Okay. Yeah. Not a suit vibe, too formal. Are we doing jeans? No. Oh. I would wear a dress. And she's she's got really good legs. So she's going to wear a short dress, which I think is good. Great. And then she was thinking about wearing over-the-knee leather boots. And this other friend of hers was like, no. <laughs> what? Wait, over-the-knee boots I love. She said you'll look, you know. Too chic? Well. Like try she hard. Said you would. You might look too cheap. Too cheap. <laughs> oh well, it depends on how short short the skirt is. It will look like yeah. Right. She's part of a service. Right. So, but, <laughs> you know. So she's she's dressing well. She's going to you know wear this chic little black dress and nice. Uh, oh, oh I love it. And and so I'm waiting to find out how it goes. Yeah. How about you? I don't you- know. I cannot help but, you know, get all involved in everybody else's love life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to. Well, I wanted to ask you about yours. Are you dating right now or are you seeing someone? Like, what's your, your dating situation? You know, situation? I'm actually not. I was, I was dating. I had a boyfriend a couple of years ago. Um, and so we're really close. And, you know, then there's this other guy I met that I hang out with. I think it's a little, it's, you know, there's a feeling of people are kind of hanging out. Mm, They're going okay. out, you know, we're starting to go out again. We're feeling our way. Yeah. I mean, it feels like people are, you know, they're exploring and not necessarily jumping into something. Yeah. And there's like not so much of a formality to it, I think, these days. Yes. I mean, there's something, you know, it's a little bit like people haven't gone out for so long that just going out at all, you're so happy to see people. You're like, <laughs> I like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I literally went to a Chili's the other night and I was like, I would never, I'm not a fan. It's not the vibe for me, but I was starving. It was open. I'm doing Chili's and I was so excited to go to Chili's Candace. you know, know. Yeah, sure. I'm like, Oh, this is oh a restaurant with people. This feels great. All right. Flirting with the waiter. Why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when it comes to you dating, I know you're taking a bit of a break right now, but have you noticed that because you are an accomplished woman, you're a strong woman and uh, and I mean, you've got your shit together. You know, and I feel like you bring a lot to the table. You bring a lot to a relationship. And and now you can probably cut through a lot of the bullshit because <laughs> when it comes to to guys, you can see right through them in a way. And so with that, you need a, a guy who's confident and strong and and I think could match you in that sense of, of really having their self together. Uh, so that being said, and when it comes to dating, have you noticed that guys get a little intimidated if you date younger, older, when you were putting yourself out there? You know, what was, what was that like? Well, I, I mean, I noticed, you know, there is a big tendency for, for guys to date younger. Yeah. You know, I mean, things haven't really changed, but on the other hand, there are a lot of younger guys that are interested in older women. Absolutely. And that was something that was new. And 
when I was, I was writing, is there still sex in the city? I looked into a lot of these things. You know, one of the other things that I, I discovered when I was writing the book was that there are a lot of men out there who lie about their ages. Really? Yes. Saying they're younger or older? Younger. Oh. (laughs) Younger. In fact, this friend of mine was on a dating site. She said, I, there's a guy who I'm interested in, but she said, I think he's lying about his age. I think he's older, about 10 years older than his picture. And I was like, well, let me see. <laughs> she shows me the picture. I know the guy. <laughs> I've known him since the mid eighties. Oh, that's too and, funny. And I, and he had lied about his age by about 12 years. Wow. I could see like shaving off a couple, but like when you go into 10, that's, that's a bit much. Yes. exactly. <laughs> that's false advertisement. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I wonder the psychology behind that. Like, why is this guy, what he feels inferior? Like he has to still feel like young and you know, like he doesn't need Viagra or something like that. I don't know. Like <laughs> what's the point? I don't know. I mean, the other thing is like, I know this guy, he's a nice guy. Yeah. It's a, it's a little quirky who isn't, but you know, he's a nice guy. He's a good looking guy. He's, he's actually super interesting. So I don't know. He doesn't need to lie. No. And there's something sexy about confidence, you know, owning your age and just like, oh man, like, I think that's such a turn on no matter what age you are. If you could just be happy in your skin, like there's something to that. Cause especially now in the age of social media, oh my gosh, like it's very hard to be comfortable in your own skin, you know, and dating, it just makes it even more difficult, you know? So gotta love who you are. Yes, it could be. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, I do find if I look at too much Instagram, I get depressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not the only person that happens to, but it's been proven like psychology. But I also think like, you know, I'm a grown up and I know better and I get depressed. So I can only (laughs) imagine, Yeah. you know, if you are 15 years old, oh my God. Oh my God, seeing like a a 15-year-old wanting to get work done because another 15-year-old in Croatia, who you have access to now, seeing their profile or wherever, you know, in Brazil or who, again, it's just the doors have all been opened and now you can compare. It's kind of nuts. I can't even imagine because I didn't grow up with that. You know, I think I'm the last generation millennials um, that we have like we had parks and, and, and I don't know, games and we weren't like glued to our phones yet. I didn't get my phone till I was like high school. So I still remember what it felt like to not be obsessed with checking an app. <laughs> it's a different time really though, but there's a lot of studies coming out showing the psychology behind it and the suicide, not to get on a dark note, but suicide rates increasing depression amongst young people's increasing and older people too, everybody. So we got to really be careful with, uh, with the social media world. And I do say like going out on dates using apps like match is nice because it encourages human interaction face to face, which is something we need right now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well at the low life podcast, we always do a round of rapid fire questions. You could answer just whatever comes to the top of your head. Um, They're quick. And I would love to have a round of, of rapid fire questions with you. If you'd be down to do that. Great. Okay. All right. So we're going to do a round of rapid fire with Candace Bushnell. Here we go. Hit it. Baby, 
Uh, first one up, cottage on the beach or a cabin in the woods? Uh, beach. I did. Like a farm vibe. But it wasn't in the woods. It was oh, more of like a farm. But okay. now I have a cottage at the beach. Beautiful. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a celebrity crush, a female celebrity crush, and a male celebrity crush. Who's doing it for you these days? What oh. if it could be Keanu Reeves and something's got to give? Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press it, what would you make your belly button do? Sing. Oh, yes. Sing. Yes. The performer side of you. Yes. Uh, what is your go-to uh, in self-indulgent meal? Your go-to, I guess, cheat meal or last meal on what is a death row meal? What would you have served? Ooh. JG Mellon bacon cheeseburger in New York with cottage fries. Oh, damn. And a spinach salad with bacon bits. Oh, yes. That sounds incredible. All right. When are you most inspired? Mornings. Mornings. Or are we doing early mornings, Candice? Like crack of dawn, like 5 a.m. or like a more 8, 9-ish? More like an 8, 9-ish. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> what is a movie that is a mood changer for you? One that you've watched, let's say, more than once. You could quote it. I'm not going to have you quote it, though. But a movie that you love. It's an old movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, an incredible film. Yes, I've seen it. Great movie. Uh, are you familiar with the love languages? I was going to ask, what is your top love language? Uh, words of affirmation. Top of the heap for you. All right. What's the last TV show you've binge watched during this pandemic? Call My Agent. Oh, I don't know that one. Call My Agent. It's actually really good. It's French. It has subtitles. Oh, all right. I'm down. What's something that people commonly get wrong about you? That I've written one book. Oh, yeah. No, novelists. Sex uh, in oh. the City. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's what they get wrong. Over 10 books, right? From yes. What, uh, yeah. But they often think like, oh, you wrote one book. And that's it. <laughs> okay. So uh, when you come back to this world, let's say you believe in reincarnation. What kind of animal would you choose to come back to this beautiful world as? A standard poodle. <laughs> Just like my standard poodle. Yes. Uh, just a little lap dog. Amazing. Okay. And the last one is, you know, is there a quote that you like to live by or something that you just tell yourself so we can leave the listeners with a little something to go into the weekend? It's all going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. The building's on fire. <laughs> you know. It's all going to be fine. Yes. It's all going to be fine. And on that note, yes, it is all going to be fine. Thank you so much for coming on the low life podcast. It's an honor to have you here. And I've, I have so many questions I want to ask you. The fact that I even got any time with you is a gift in itself. So I appreciate that. Hopefully one day I would love to meet you. I, I go to New York often. Well, New York fashion week was a thing at one point, not really yes, a thing. They're starting to make it a thing again. I'm going to go to some fashion shows. Are you? Oh, for this current one that's going to happen. Yes, it starts on Thursday. Oh, nice. Oh, see, I'm not going for this round, but damn, I would have had a chance to meet you. But I will be there for the next round um, of Fashion that's Week. Great. So, so I'll be hitting you up. <laughs> well, we will meet. Yes, I would love that. All right. Thank you so much, Candice. And, and I hope you have a beautiful day. You too. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast. I 
love it, but I wouldn't be able to do this podcast and put out these episodes every single week. This podcast would be shit without you, without you, the listener. So thank you from the bottom of my spicy little heart to each and every single listener who takes the time to listen to this podcast, share it with a loved one, your friends, your coworkers, your family. And also the most important thing to do, which helps tremendously is by actually writing a review on Apple podcasts, giving it five stars and leaving a review. And it could be anything you want it to be in that review. It just helps to have reviews. It really makes a big difference, especially for an up and coming little shit show like mine. You could talk about your mental health in the review, share some recipes, actually write a review, or again, just leave an emoji, as many emojis as you want. Put a little shit emoji, tamales, a salsa dancer, unicorn, heart stars. It's all welcomed. It's all appreciated. And I'm so, again, grateful to have you as a listener. This little low-life community, I tell you, it came out of nowhere, and it's built from the ground up with you guys. And I'm just, again, so overwhelmed in the best way possible that I have some incredible listeners. These are people from all different walks of life all around the world. I have some vinyls that are coming to the show. I love my Canadians. Also getting people who randomly stumbled upon this podcast through a friend recommendation. I have one girl who messaged me and she's like, never even knew your show existed, randomly heard you on another podcast and started listening to you. And I'm 60 episodes deep now. So (laughs) Um, Sandra, thank you for that. I appreciate you listening. And it's wild because now we're getting guests that want to be on the show because they know people are actually listening. Like Candace Bushnell, the only reason why she did the show is because we got listeners who actually want to hear her. Uh, And I have other great guests coming up. So again, that's because of you guys that I even have really cool guests coming on. Some do it as a favor to me, but now for the people I don't know that I've never met before, like a Candace Bushnell or, or I just had on the owner of Dry Bar. I've been dying to get a conversation going with her. She's amazing. And she talked to me about how she turned $40 into a hundred million dollar dry bar empire with products and, you know, over 170 something locations all up and down the country. It's amazing. You know, her story of entrepreneurship and motherhood. So I'm having a great convo with her. I also have actor, comedian, and just hilarious personality Josh Peck coming on the podcast. We have a great conversation coming up with him. He's promoting his new book. You will love that episode. That's going to be on like March 16th. So we have so many more amazing guests, wonderful conversations, and just exploring different topics, things I'm curious about and shit hopefully you'll be interested in too. But I'm able to do all of this again because of you. So thank you for that. And I want to just take a moment to shout out some of my listeners. I'm actually opening up the Low Life Gifting Suite. It's been open since December and it's staying open as long as I have money. As long as I'm not broke. I'll still be sending gifts out to my listeners. These are things that I'm buying. These are gifts from my sponsors and literally just going out and buying stuff on Amazon and then sending it to listeners to say thank you <laughs> because I feel like I have to show my gratitude and and that's the best way to do it is through gifts. Who doesn't love free shit? And if you don't love what I'm sending you, which I'd be surprised, but that's okay. You could re-gift it to somebody. I'm sure somebody's going to love a beauty products, some nice serums, face masks, gifts from Amazon, gifts from our sponsors, gift cards, you name it. I'm sending it out. Trashy Sangria is in the mix. I'd even want to send out some pickles, but that would be kind of gross. No pickles in the mix, but definitely some pickle popcorn. I'm sending that out too. Um, so again, if you want a chance to win something, 
from the Low Life Gifting Suite. All you have to do is write a review and five star on Apple Podcast of this show and, uh, and make sure you leave your Instagram handle because if I see it, I'll be picking people and sliding into their DMs and you get a chance to win something great. All right, first review comes from at Chef Dog. At Chef Dog, and her name is Laura. Laura at, at Chef Dog writes, Crystal Light Cocktails, five stars. Low. Your podcast has brought me so much joy since I started listening. Be sure to thank your bestie, Caitlin and Jason, because I found your podcast because of listening to theirs. Oh my God, both of their podcasts, by the way. Well, off the vine. I've been to Vino for years. hey Um, But I love Jason's podcast too. Definitely makes me want to uh, save money, invest, and, uh, and get rich. <laughs> All right. Laura writes, as a huge Bachelor fan, Caitlin has always been my favorite Bachelorette. Same. Um, I can totally see why you three are best friends, and I love listening to your show. You should all do a live show together. I've even got my fiance tuning into the Low Life podcast and laughing when it's playing. Thanks for the entertainment, Laura. Oh, thank you for that. And I would love to do a live show with all three of us. I did a live show with Caitlin in Nashville, uh, but I think we're going to end up doing it again at some point, either through the Low Life or you know, off the Vine, Bill Figure, or Jason's podcast. But more shows to come and I can't wait for a reunion with Jason and Caitlin. Oh, I love them so much. All right. Next review comes from Coco K one, two, three at C O C O K one, two, three Coco K writes low brings so much joy. Five stars. I love listening to Lowe's podcast and I wish she was my actual BFF. <laughs> Thank you for always making me laugh, smile and learn low. You're genuine and giving of yourself and it makes listening to the pod. So engaging. Love to be part of the Low Life crew. I love that you are part of the Low Life crew, and hopefully you're part of the Low Life Facebook group. If you haven't joined, please do. Um, it's on Facebook. It's called the Low Life Facebook group. And it's great because listeners can you know ask questions, and I'm able to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and it's also just a nice way to build community and get to know each other as listeners more. I'm a big fan, and I'm always up in that Low Life group. All right, we have time for one more review. This one is coming in hot from Jennifer Perry Lobau at Jen Lobau. Love that name at Jen Lobau, right? Five stars. Listening feels like a conversation with your best friend. You can just hear the smile in Lowe's voice. I love hearing your lineup for the Super Bowl halftime show, and I hope it becomes a tradition. Love, love, love it. And I love you, Lowe, with a little salsa dancer and a football emoji. <laughs> it's definitely going to stay a tradition. Uh, and hopefully one day I can actually produce the show for real. That's my goal, Jen. So <laughs> yeah, I have some fun segments coming up on, on sports. Yay, sports. And then also some like pop culture type segments coming in for the new year and also reviews of some really good documentaries and other podcasts that I'm obsessed with. So there's more great content coming in hot for you guys. But again, thank you so much for taking the time to write reviews on Apple Podcasts. And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful, magical weekend ahead. Maybe put on a nice mud mask, uh, join a dating app, perhaps a little Tinder, grinder, whatever floats your boat. Have yourself a delicious margarita. Don't forget to put some tahine around the rim. But don't forget to drink your water, Plutas. We, we love, love you. you and we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>